Hello and welcome to the Town End Podcast. I've been banished up to my bedroom, uh, as MTV would say, where the magic happens. Clearly not on the pitch tonight for um, Dundalk. It was pretty much a, a, an absolute brawl in the Brandywell. And if it was, we got battered. And um, so joining us today is Donal Galley. Uh, gents, it's a... Um, yeah, I don't know what to think of that. It kind of much much of muchness had a draw written all over it and then controversial penalty out of nowhere, am I right? Yeah, I mean it's what it's we we knew it was gonna to be tough after after what we've done the last couple of weeks in the European one. The one game you don't want to go to is the brandy well against Erigan. It was just it would have been drastic. It's probably the worst, in a way, when you look at it, it's the worst 90 minutes of the season because it wasn't a great game to start with, but the result has gone against us. The team were mm. playing. We couldn't have we couldn't have lost, dropped three points to a worst team at the minute. You now look at the table, we're only, I think we're two or three points out of, I don't even want to use that word, but we're not that far away from Waterford anymore. Yeah. And the injuries. So mm. it's it's... Everything we've gone through all season, in my just in maybe it's just a post-match hangover from it, but I think it's it's arguably the worst ninety minutes we could have asked for all season. Yeah, I don't know. Like if 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 you were coming after a European hangover or poor result in in Europe, the last thing you needed was a a kick and match up in the Brandywell, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I think just Gally just said it there. That's the worst. That's the worst ninety minutes we've had all season. Um, because of the implications of everything, uh, we don't know how bad the injuries are at the minute. But Fats one looked pretty bad, and McMillan's obviously looked pretty bad. So they're going to have long-term effects. Um, and even just in terms of the performance, we knew it was going to be a tough game. We knew they were going to the energy levels are going to be suspect after the, the game during the week. Um, but. They were very flat. They didn't create anything. The penalty, I mean, penalty's not a penalty. I mean, no, I can't, no, I can't, no. I can't figure it out. I, I get, it hits him on the hand, but the ball moves that fast, and his arm is just yeah. there. So I, look, I don't know. Um, the problem is that close, though. The, the ref should be like this. Yeah. This any contact with the hands now, and it's a penalty. Is just it's a bit of a farce, like yeah, and it's. The referee had a poor game throughout. Like there was just what seemed like just absolutely bananas decisions. But at the same time, we can't use that as an excuse. Um, that's more just a just a statement on the game that the referee was a lunatic. But um, they didn't create any chances. Um, there, it was just it was just a pretty brutal day, really. In all fairness, I it's really really hard to find positives and stuff after that. To be honest. Yeah, look, we'll 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 probably won't do a longer extended show. We'll hold that for the for the loud derby um, next time. Look, we'll we'll bring in um, on the line. We here we have David Lennon. We'll we'll bring David in to see if he can make any sense of this. David, I don't want to be saying it's another game where referees have let us down, but like that's it's very hard to call one the lack of any sort of defense from the referee with regards some of the tackles today and then the penalty it's it's a bad day all around Jesus lads thanks for bringing me on to this show of all shows uh, <laughs> all the, all the um, uh, look listen I'm, I'm blue in the face 
given out about the standard of referee in, in, in the League of Ireland. It's just absolutely horrendous. Um, I mean, the fact that Laverty didn't even get a card for the tackle on McElhenney is scandalous. Um, I don't care what anybody says. All, all of the injuries was intentional um, because they knew that it would have a knock-on effect on the remainder of our season. Um, in relation to the penalty, I mean, never a handball in a million years, but yeah. it doesn't surprise me in the slightest that it was given. Uh, and on Friday night, it wouldn't surprise me if the same thing had happened again, you know. Um, in relation to, you know, league form and all that sort of stuff, I have expected that performance tonight because you can't expect the the level of performance that we put in on Thursday night and to be on on the ball for a match like that against Derry and the Brandywell. I mean, it, it, it's bound to take an effect and yeah. you could see it there tonight. It just soul-destroying, really. I was just saying to Donald off air there, David, it was just an opportunity though, which, you know, Sligo seemed to be in free fall as well. I think they haven't won now in six, seven matches um, out of out of two competitions, European and, and the FEI Cup. Bowes winning, draw had a losing today. It was just a chance just to, even a draw today would have held a bit of ground for us, but it just seems to be slipping down the wrong side of the table now, don't we? Yeah, look, look, you know, a, a draw would have been after the game on Thursday night. A draw would have been probably perfect because you were taking two points off Derry as well. And mm. um, but on the other side of the coin, you know, here we are talking about a defeat, a couple of points off the drop zone. I mean, we're not, we're not even in that discussion. Well, it just it it's. It's 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 crazy to think that you know we can go from the level that we were at to where we are now. However, it's almost understandable because of the ineptitude of what we had before. I mean, I said it the last time I was on that. So I can't. What what was the date? I can't even remember the last time I was on. Which is, but I remember saying that a baby wasn't good enough and. It, it, it's the same again. I don't care if you have a couple of good games. You're not good enough. And I, I, I don't mean to slate one there in particular, but I mean, if, you're, if your last line of defence is as bad as that, you <laughs> don't stand a chance, really, do we? Yeah, yeah. Gally, I, I mean, we, if, you, if you look at what's happened around our club over the past while of, you know, even this week, it's another two out the door again this week and then you get a game like today where three players who are influential to your first team have have all had to come off i mean we are from a time at the start we said we probably have too many people we're now getting scarce on the ground in a lot of places aren't we yeah i actually remember saying it i think maybe maybe second podcast in it seems like it was five years ago now but <laughs> I actually thought we too many players. I thought, how are we going to fit these players all in? How are we going to give them game time? But I actually noticed, I see the tweet just when we mentioned, it was Alan Matthews, a tweet that he put up during the week. He, he basically ran off the players that were signed by the club. Yeah. And it was frightening. Like, they're either, they've either underperformed massively or they've gone. They've already left. Like, it's it's frightening how bad they've gotten this transfer policy. 
like I know we've had some good games with him, but on the overall kind of what's the word I'm looking for? Spectrum, maybe it's been a shocker, yeah. and it really has been. I know we've got Mitch Dogan going out the door this week, Tanner Dogan, and now we've got three injuries. You couldn't make it up. Um, yeah. You know, it's just. It, it, like if, if we're looking at if we take our dog hats off and we probably deserve it because the way the, the, the what's going on behind the scenes you know like obviously yeah. we don't think that but it, it's been coming you know a day like this has probably been coming you, we hope the injuries aren't too massively serious yeah. it's not, it doesn't look good for Davy McQueen on the stretcher but um, I suppose it was bound to happen like Davy said it was it, it, David said it was inevitable you know when mm-hmm. when you've got owners and a policy behind the scenes that just didn't make sense. Just doesn't make sense. Yeah, like yeah. and like people can say, oh, you can get into the analysis of it. It's very straightforward. It just does not make sense. Like yeah. we've had some good games. Don't get me wrong. They've played out their skin in the European stage for the last couple of weeks. But this is what happens. It, it, it like stupidness is contagious. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're if you're if you're going to do it off the field, it's going to catch on on the field eventually. And we, it's caught up with us. It's a, it's as simple as this. It, it, it's caught up. We've got. I think we've got a the right idea in spot in place with the academy and things like that. But days like this bring home that the first team is everything. And players, you have to be very, you know, shrewd in who you sign. And look, there is there has been some decent players. Jokovkis has been good. Sonny on his day can be good. But then he can just go off on one and just go completely yeah. missing. It's great to see Dan Cleary back as well. Yeah. But yeah, look, he, he'd a solid enough game without, without doing yeah. anything. Look, I, mean, I, I think having Dan Cleary kind of gives you these... You know, he's he's a lot more composed at the back, and and I know he he can be tempted sometimes to play the long pass, but a lot of those passes tend to be very accurate. So it's it's. Yeah, uh, and look, he's, and he's come back. He hasn't played months. He's played, he's played a full game today. You know, look at your chance. He's not. He's he's not feel that it was a bit harsh bringing Cleary back in to play the full ninety after such a long injury. Like, yeah, I personally think that that was the perfect opportunty after Thursday night to play Dummigan's and. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's, we actually said that here last week. We just assumed. I think, we just assumed Dominic would play. Um, Lee, he's not even in the squad. I don't know if he's injured. I missed the start. I missed the very start. Um, but yeah, just it's just very, especially going there. If different was maybe Oriel, but then, uh, but just to go to Derry, nobody likes going. Like Derry's one of the toughest places to travel in the League of Ireland. Yeah, it's look at hindsight. I said here the other night as well. Hindsight's great. So if you all have hindsight, yeah. we all great managers, but. I, some Be- silly decisions, yeah. Dan Cleary played a full game today. It was just mad, mad. Before we start picking picking holes in in our um, in peak six and everything else, we'll 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 wrap the game up on, on our assessment on that first and foremost. Um, Donald, how long is the show before we start slating peak six? Uh, just another three minutes normally. Once <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we're over the fifteen, it's normally a free run then. <laughs> uh, Donald, like. Gally kind of touched on it there. It's it's one of the worst games you could have, but it looked like from the very start when, when we had 11 v 11 on the pitch, it looked like Rory Higgins had, had done his homework, had targeted certain individuals to stop Dundalk playing. And, and that was very evident right from the start because in the first 10 minutes, I got really, really worried that we're not even going to get this ball out of our own half. Yeah, it wasn't like... Derry definitely started the game better than we did. I think we settled down a little bit after that, but there was there was points where like I I kept thinking like yeah like Rory would have done his homework and would know who to target and how to stop his playing. Um, I think there was a couple of times Dan I, I forgot what it was like to watch Dan Cleary playing that 
every once in a while, he does a Dan Cleary thing where he thinks he's going to be able to take it around 14 players and he doesn't get past the first one. And you're like, oh, Jesus, is dropping us in so much trouble straight away. Um, and then at times I thought, I, I thought Rivas Tchaikovskis was running straight into a gale force wind at some point that it just looked like he couldn't gather up any speed, that he was trying to run fast but just couldn't do it. And I was worried about the just the fitness levels and the tiredness and everything after the game. But um, they, the game kind of settled. I mean, like I think you said it during the game, there's there's not much between those two teams. No, um, no I thought they had a draw written all over it. I thought yeah. this is it. These two are just going to cancel out each other. We yeah. seem to be slightly more creative, but being blocked from going anything past the halfway line with that creativity, they seem to be a lot more rugged. And when they counterattack, they counterattack with purpose. Um, Thompson had some great range of passing today and things like that. And I just thought, oh, they've, they've clearly done their, their homework on us. They look a lot brighter than us. They look a lot more leggier than us. They were passing the ball. But then give it maybe... 20 minutes into the match, all of a sudden I thought, hang on. Suddenly, Fats had a range of pass and was starting to pull the ball out wide. You had um, McMillan's scissor kick at the back post. We we had, you know, Dan Kelly nearly in on top of a ball and Guardside was was running out for it before that. And I thought, okay, there's we kind of came into it a bit like, like what we had seen in European games. We started very slow, very, you know, worried that, that we might get caught out somewhere. Once we rode 10, 15 minutes, I don't know if you noticed this, David, that we seem to kind of come into it just before halftime. If the halftime had been in there maybe five, 10 minutes, taken away, obviously, and Thompson hitting the post just before halftime. But we looked okay. We looked we looked like we could play ball again. Yeah, we did. Like a, a lot of the a lot of the play was in the middle. And mm. you know, as we're talking there about um cancelling each other out you, you would argue that a draw probably would have been the fairest result on the basis yeah. that neither goalkeeper had a whole lot to do um, no. and I think that's that's probably the, the biggest gripe that I have because we have a referee deciding the game ultimately um, now look the dog I don't believe and it Going on performance alone, you probably would say that the dog didn't deserve a point, um, because you know they didn't do a lot, um. But here we are now with, I don't know, have we have we fifteen games left? If even in the season, I'm not sure how many exactly is left. But we're now at a point where I think the fact that we've just lost to Derry, albeit in the Brandywell after European match. I just can't see us making any sort of uh, momentous runs to, to get us into that kind of top four spot. And even top four doesn't guarantee it. Now, mm. whether or not we do have probably a decent chance in the Cup on the basis that Harps are playing Derry and Bowles are playing Rovers and Cork are playing uh, Pats, I believe. Yeah. Um, okay. So... You know, you have a potential bit of a of a run, but <laughs> you know, if if you lose a couple more players to injury and you let a few more players go, hmm. I mean, it, it's a slippery slope, really. Yeah, yeah, and and, and that's the thing, Gally. You know, we 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 said it earlier, um, earlier in the season that we'd be worried that 
if we look like we've nothing to play for either way, that the season just kind of peters out, do these players then who we have options on contracts, do they kind of think, ah, this is much of a muchness going on here. I think I might try a different challenge elsewhere. And then we're we're stuck with a full rebuild then, aren't we? Yeah, and I I think, look, and you can't really blame them either because, you know, their contracts are going to be up and they kick a ball at the last the last game of the season, whatever that may be. But especially when they're not going to Europe last week, or you know, like if the European run had kept going, you, you know, I don't think that the heads would be torn too quickly because the mm. run's going to keep them playing here in December. Um, but yeah, that that's always the danger when you don't, like. I get the, I get this, you know, there's the talk of pick six pulling out, but surely you can see there's players up there that should be would automatically get another contract. You know, like yeah. I don't mean like a three year contract, but like. Players like Sam Stanton, you'd be willing to keep him for another year. Why go and look for a Sam Stanton in the league when, you, when mm. he's there already? You know, like well, we looked for a new Sean Gannon when we had Sean Gannon. Exactly, exactly. Look, and, and, and that's and this is what thickness is contagious. You know, this is what it all starts at the top. And it's I think stupid you know, is it's contagious, was it not stupid earlier? Is contagious. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I know likes that one. But uh, it's it was always a danger, and I think the European run last week would have added to that because I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's somebody speaking to these players. Like, I don't know if they all have agents or, you know, Sam Stanton. Like, I keep mentioning Sam because he's come on so much during the season. Mm. But, you know, I'm sure he's spoken to somebody. These boys need their, their, their futures ironed out. And, I mean, look, it's easy for us to say, you know, there's, there's one or two that wouldn't give a contract. Like, the way you look at it is, if they played against you, would you fear them? And there's a lot of them you wouldn't. But there is some that you would be keeping. Um but it, it's something, look, we're saying it every week, it's got to be nailed down. But even if there's rumours or something, we'd like to think there was even discussions. But at the minute, there isn't because, well, we assume there isn't because there's no, we don't even know who's going to be on the sideline come January. Yeah. There's the I mean, we're now at a point where we're almost hitting towards the last third of the season. We yeah. don't even know if our owners are going to be there by Christmas. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. scandalous. And yeah, here we are, like, you're talking with Andy Boyle signed up for next year, which, by the way, I'm delighted with. Um, other than that, we've got nothing. I mean, you, have you your boots ready, Gally? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Hang on, Dave. He plays with class ankles. Yeah, can't, 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 can't do it. Can't, can't do it. <laughs> John, Flan- John Flanagan will get a game now. Flanagan gets that one. Oh, most certainly. But like here we are. After the run we've had over the last decade, yeah. what we're talking about heading into the last third of the season with one player signed for next year. Hmm. I mean, it's, it's embarrassing. That's what it is. It's, 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 it's really embarrassing. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's such a crash. It's such a fall from grace. And look at every every club has had it. Cork have had it recently. Rovers hmm. had it a decade ago. But this just is a like. This is just crazy. Like considering where we came from, yeah. we built it up so much. We haven't laid a brick in the stadium, and then we're back down again. I know yeah. we keep going on with the stadium, but it's so look. Maybe it's bound to happen at some stage, but it's 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 crazy the way it has happened. Exactly. And Donald, just to bring in on that, then I mean, we're we're talking about contracts for players, and 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 Gally just touched on it there, and um, but be, surely before anything happens anywhere, you need to know is is who and how long is your manager going to be in place for? Yeah. Because and surely he's a guy who's going to be recommending contracts to yeah. whoever is offering them then on behalf of the club. So, yeah. And we still don't know about that situation yet. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's just the most obvious thing in the world that like there's 
we need this to have is, some sort so, of plan here. I think the most annoying, and I'll go around to you all on this. I think this is the most annoying thing, Donald, because when Peak Six came in and we were all in the YDC that time, suddenly they were offering these three, three and a half year contracts. Remember, there was Gano was signed up, um, Hoare was signed up, and I remember we were just we were knocking these out, and I was part of the media team. We were doing all these live videos in and around, you know, all the different lounges and bars and stuff of another player signed, and we were blowing teams out of it, going, "How do you compete with Dundalk?" Suddenly, the best players in the league wanted to come Dundalk. Why? Because it was a long term good contract. This is the complete opposite of that now, surely. Yeah, and I just wanted to point out. I know you guys were talking about uh, what Vinny had said after the Pats game on Thursday night. And I put it in the vlog after that Thursday or after he said that, that basically if he thinks there's negativity and too many questions and too many rumours around the place, wait until we, if we lose to Arnhem in the second leg and if we lose to Derry on Sunday, which we've we've done that now, and immediately, immediately we're talking about this. And this yeah. is going to be the biggest story now for the rest of the season because in the league there's pretty much nothing to play for except, God, fucking for survival. Yeah, we have to survive in the league this season. The cup will, whatever happens in the cup, happens in the cup. But I mean, if he's pissed off with people asking about contracts and owners and everything now, just wait till the next time he's talking to the media because we're all going to just that really just sucked the life out of me today. That game, like the injury in relation to what you were talking about on Thursday night after, after Pert's comments, I mean. He's clearly taken a leaf out of Mourinho's book and, and everything is deflection. It's all about passing the blame on and be careful where you get your info from and all that sort of stuff. And you know what? I don't have a problem with it personally. Um, I, I, I think that if, if he can make Dundalk into this sort of entity where it's us against everybody else and it works and it motivates the players, then fine. Um, and, you know, with the greatest of respect, here we are now, you know, basically airing our opinions, and we're all entitled to them, and that's the beauty of football. Mm-hmm. But I suppose from, from his perspective, if it's having a knock-on effect on some of the players and stuff like that, um, you know, he, he's entitled to, to defend them. Um but we're now at a point where, where, as I said before, a third of the season left. Um, you have uh, a rudderless ship heading towards what we don't really know. Um, is is Perth going to be there next year? I mean, how can you offer contract? How could, how could a player feel if Finney approached them and said, "Look, I want you playing at the ball next year." And the player turns around and then, are you going to be there next year? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. This is the kind of stuff where we are at the moment. And, you know, we need answers. We're not going to get them. Uh, that's the most painful part. I think a lot of the contingent in Oriel, um, the, the, the parents of need to look at themselves. And, you know, ultimately, they are as much to blame for the downfall as you know bad decision making and, and the term um, and it's just it's a really bad time um, to be a Dundalk fan at the moment I know a lot of fans would be loving that statement um, 
not on dark ones, obviously, but you know, it's sad that we're now at a point where you know we can't get a player on a one year deal, let alone you know, anything else. Yeah, I mean, like Gally, when you, when you think about it, when when we were going through this massive um successful period um in Oriel Park, we were talking about changing strength and conditioning. We looked like we were we were the fittest team in the league. And I think we brought that standard up. We were offering longer contracts. Now you'll see, you know, the likes of um Shamrock Rovers now going out with longer contracts to, you know, obviously take some of these better players away from us. At times, when you think of Richie Towell, if 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 we were even in for at that time, uh, <laughs> if that was ever on the cards or not, like David just said, you know, to, this is a bad time to be a Dundalk fan and a, a Dundalk supporter because it's like the opposite of all of this. Now we're no longer at the peak of our powers in this league. Other clubs will love to see our demise, yeah, because of where we were and and to fall from the heights because it's a it's a League of Ireland thing. You're up here, and then all of a sudden you're you're down very low, and it looks like we're going through part of this low right now. But we've got to stop this landslide in some way, and you would say one way of doing that is to come out with a statement of intent of where we're going to be next year, and that kind of changes everything because then we can either start writing things off, start planning for the future, and then it all makes a little bit more sense of where we need to be as a club but it looks like European football is floating away from us. So that's going to have a massive impact surely on, on where and what we do next year. Yeah. And, and just to, just when you finish on it, there, the European football, and that's the problem with the investment that they're, they're in it for, it's not that they're in it for money. They're in it for advertising. They're in it to, to bring up their brand. It's, it's not a dog thing. It's a, not a football. It's their own brand. And if they're not on the European stage, then it's it's us that will suffer for it. It's the players, it's the club, it's the fans, it's the town that will suffer from it. Um, mm-hmm. And that was always the danger. But I mean, like if the, the problem is, I just see a comment there. It's the silence. It, it it's it's yeah. it's that nothing's come out. It it'd be if they said, right, lads, look at, we've had enough. You've had enough of us. Where are we? Right, we know then. Right, let's get the ball rolling. Let's see who would be interested in, you know, taking it over or whether it be a consortium of fans or the, you know whatever it is that you know a trust type of thing we, we don't know but until that's decided you're, you're just sitting and waiting and the way these boys operate is they could pull out tomorrow it won't cost them a thought you know and that's the danger like it could be a, you could get a day's notice on this but it's just madness um and i get the club i get that owners take over and you know there's, there's a kind of a, a regeneration every so often but um yeah. Yeah, just like a natural side. There we go, straight at the bottom. But it's it's just a not knowing. Look, I, I, and I can't put any clearer than that. If yeah. people had a, if people had a, an inkling of what was going to happen, like we hear rumors all the time. But even even it, it's something as simple as a contract. You know, like there's, mm. you know, it's great to see best part of today's match. We've seen Liam Bones up and down the coaching coaching area. Play people like that, right? Let's say, right, Finney, Liam, you're in it for next season. Yeah. At least we know, right. Anybody who wants to sign, that's your deal with. That's what you're going to have to deal with. If you don't want to play for the club, you don't want to play for them, then now you know this is who's going to be in charge next season. Yeah. And it's, we're not looking for everybody to get three, four year contracts, but the idea of a contract, whether it be a year or two years, it's a commitment from the club and it's a commitment from the player to play for the club. It's very simple. And you're willing to commit yourself to these 24 months or eight, 
12 months is not ideal for anybody, but the, the problem we have is we don't have that pulling power anymore. So mm. when Stephen Kenny to go for 12-year contracts, people would have walked on the dog for 12-year contract, a 12-month yeah. contract under Stephen Kenny. We had a goalkeeper there warming up today with, with, with the club in the, in the whole year, Cameron Yates, right? Yeah. yeah. We all know, apparently, that it's a done deal. Why isn't it been announced? Yeah. I mean, it just, or, or how long is it for? Oh, we, we know nothing. I mean, yeah. Chris, you were talking there about a statement of intent. A statement alone would do. Not even yeah. intent. Just say something. Give, give us something to think to. Because at the moment, as as one of the comments said, the silence is deafening. And yeah. it's been like this right from the beginning. I mean, there was the issues with, with uh, Shane Keegan and... and uh, Philippe and then you had all the other stuff. I mean, it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out what's required. And I know people will say, well, the fans, you know, they are probably the the, the ones that uh, matter least when it comes to the business making side of things or the decision making from, from the club. Um, because it's not like they're selling 50,000 short sales and all that sort of stuff. They're, yeah. You're dealing with 3,000 bands on a Friday night, that's it. Like, um, but, you know, we don't have a, a stake in, in anything. Um, we have to just live and hope that people won't run us into the ground. And to me, it, it looks... Uh, look, I'm... Tr- <laughs> This sounds terrible. I'm actually trying to look at the positives, but I can't see any. Um, and that's, that, that's the killer thing. Um, I I would love it if, if Peak 6 just came out and said, look, you know, we are scaling back. Uh, we're looking to sell on whatever. Mm-hmm. We can we can take it, roll with the next six months, and then exactly. next year will be a new thing. But, but we've been saying similar comments for the last three, four, five months. Um, and there's nothing coming out. Like, Hullsizer has to go. I mean, we all know that, but how do we do it? Like, Yeah. Look, Donald, not to, not to toot his horn, especially when he's not even on this podcast after him having a go at me on Thursday. But Pingu, you know, to go back to his comments before, and, and he put it up and he said it's, you know, he'd like the supporters club to maybe put this pressure on peak six as a representative like david just said from us supporters if if we don't matter to them here's an official request from supporters to find out where are we going what are we doing are you guys staying or not let's let's have a bit of clarity around these issues and that kind of it's it's probably needed now and that might even spur on this team in some way for us to end in some direction yeah, well, I mean, the, when we were winning a couple of games in Europe and stuff, it not that it got pushed to the to the side a little bit, but we were just enjoying the team and we were enjoying good results and good performances and stuff. But now that, uh, I mean, that's a couple of defeats now in the league in a row. So, and like you said there, like pointing out stuff like that, Mitzkogan's gone and now McMahon's injured, and there was no replacement brought in, and we're going to be short players when we had so many players like there's so yeah. many things that need to be explained 
um, so many decisions that need to be explained, whatever the strategy is, it needs to be explained. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, are any of us expecting anything? I mean, I don't know what's happened between the supporters club, like contacting, I don't know what's happened after Pingu put that in or mm. made that request to them. So again, I like, I don't want to talk about things I don't know about, even though I'm talking about football. But um, <laughs> <laughs> there's probably there probably has been some sort of dialogue that we just don't know about. But the problem is going to be if the discontent is going to get so loud now yeah. that uh, I'm not going to say they're going to have no choice because we've had protests and everything, and things have gotten worse really since the protests. But mm. yeah, I mean, I just say to extra fans in on Friday night for yeah. the late derby. And if the result goes, if the, if the performance goes south, the result goes south, that could be a pretty hostile evening, depending yeah. on uh, which 500 people get to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> David, so 500 in for a loud derby, what way, like, does that spur this team on? Can we get, like, we have to get something out of that, surely, and, and is a draw even enough then? Yeah, well, it depends what 500 get in. I mean, if it's 500 that have already been there, uh, then good luck to them. Look, my my issue is that we as a club at the moment are, from the, from the top down, aren't been run correctly. And, you know, we're, we're performing at a level where, you know, the 500 could spur. I mean, that's that's what you want. It was great to see on, on Thursday night the 1500 in and you could see the players responded to it. You mm-hmm. could see that I actually, to be honest with you, I, I was a bit emotional because I felt that, you know, particularly after the game, um, you could tell that a lot of the players kind of, I would say, waving goodbye. Um, and you, you could see from the likes of Patrick McElhinney and and some of the other players that mightn't have been there that long, but particularly McElhinney, um, that was possibly the last time he'd see such a crowd um, from our side because we can only get small numbers into, into League of Ireland rounds in, in the Republic. So, yeah. um, on the other side, look, if, if results don't go our way, I mean, you have to start really asking questions. Um, like, we were hearing so much from Magilton, um what while he was manager and and pulling the strings and doing whatever he was doing. We haven't had fifty boots in the last what two three months. Yeah, probably since Vinny's come back. Yeah, I mean that's ridiculous. You know because he, he's clearly a figurehead. He's the director of sports or whatever he is up there and director of football. But I mean. There's no, um, shall we say, uh, not control, but it seems like there's no order in 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 terms of mm-hmm. hierarchy. Is probably the, the best way okay. of looking at it. Yeah. There's no real kind of who does who answers it, um, and you know, Vinny, in credit to him, has done a relatively steady job since he came in. Um, he, he definitely stopped the rot. We played well in Europe. Um, how much of it was down to him? Much of it was down to the players just performing against better quality uh, opposition. 
I don't know. But, you know, we'll take it. Um, they got, what was it, 850 grand from, from the run, which I thought would have been peak sixes going, oh, well, you know, there's 850 grand in, in the pocket. Maybe if we just scale back and, and do things properly. But instead of splurging on, on players like Wilfred Tahibo and stuff like that and stupid sign-ons and stuff like that, it's just, it, it's not sustainable in our league. We knew about this. I mean, anyone worth their salt who, who could genuinely have um, an interest, no, no, not even an interest, just some sort of heart to take over a club and, and just think, oh, well, this is just a toy. It's just madness. Yeah. Look, we look one way or the other. We, we, we have to salvage something out of this season. And I think to stay away from any sort of a relegation playoff fight would be ideal <laughs> from us. And one way to do that is to, to get a result on Friday in the Laird Derby. Gally, I mean, one eye on that. What are you expecting? What what do we expect? And then I'll get a, uh, I'll go around the house then for a uh, prediction from us. Uh, Obviously, we don't know. We don't know about the injuries, and we don't know what no. sort of a team. And I think but that's I think probably going to happen. Big. I still think that we have, to, even with the injuries, I think I still think we have enough to perform better. Mm. Um, I, I don't want to say it must win, but the fact of it's the most that's been on a game in what are we talking two years. Yeah. Now we in Oriel, they've got to win it. I mean, I'm just looking at the games here, with the exception of Marcus. We have drawn a Waterford. Like what? What a bad time to play Waterford yeah. at the minute. And then Longford. Like yeah. this could be an absolute. Like the it's 11th, free. Yeah. September 11th is a. Like I'm just looking at the day. It's long. We play Longford on September 11th. It could be curtains. Like we could be and on a seriously bad right that it's, a, it's a way to Waterford too, isn't it? It's a way to Waterford and it's yeah. a way to Longford. Oh, like that's like. And then we got Sligo at home. Like, and then Finn Halves. I mean, it just gets worse. Like it's it's a, it could be a really detrimental five weeks of football. Mm. Now you hope it's not with the injuries. You hope we have enough. You'd like to think we have enough. With McMillan out, we still have him at Stogan. Oh no, wait, we don't because they let him go. <laughs> uh, you know, like think, like it's just madness. You know, but I think first, I hate to say must win, but I think it's a must win. It's not a must win. It won't change much, but I think for the fans, for everybody watching. Mm. For the supporters, for the for the club itself, I think they have to win on Friday night, just because of who the opposition is. I don't think it'll change if we're beaten Friday. I don't actually think it'll change that much. Yeah, but the Waterford games actually, the Waterford Longford game, they are vital. They are vital yeah. games now. But this game for everybody, I think after the after today maybe and what we've had, I think they've got to go and win on Friday night. Um, yeah. Prediction day. Oh, look, you'd like to think 2-0, but I can't see us not conceding against Drawda. Um, but I'm going to say 2-0, just because it's Sunday. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, plenty of days to change your mind, but I'm going to go 2-0. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, when this goes out to everybody, there's no change yeah, in it, by the way. Donald, we need to start bringing, you know, I think David just said about, you know, the, the how we played and stuff like that in Tallis Stadium. You know, if we can bring in even half of that energy the tempo, the commitment, the skill level that we're shown on that European stage into our domestic season, we'll, we'd be fine. But we just don't seem to be transferring of late, sure we don't? 
No, and but I think it's important to remember as well that they were on a good run of league results before yeah. the European yeah. games. So there is, I mean, you do look at the draw of the team and think, I mean, if we can't beat them at home, then Jesus, we are in serious trouble. And that's not just being, yeah. well, I was going to say it's not being disrespectful to draw It is, but it doesn't really matter. But the, the, today's game, I was saying, was a must-win game if they wanted to qualify for Europe. And now that they lost, it's like, right, so Thursday or Friday night is a must-win to make sure they don't get sucked down into that yeah. quagmire down the bottom of the table. But yeah. they do have enough quality to win. And they had won a good few games. They've gotten a good few results. Now, the performances were, some of them were good and some of them were bad. Like They played much better against Derry at home than they did today. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to get, like, overly caught up in the two results coming off two massive European games because it obviously had a huge effect on them, yeah. like physically. So mm. I'd be a little bit more confident for Friday than I probably ought to be based on what we've seen in the last two league games. But right. I still think they'll win. I was going to say 2-0 as well, and I was going to be more confident about it than, than you are. But, <laughs> but uh, I'll still... You can say it's not just because it's Sunday then and you believe yeah. in the result. And then no. we still believe. Look, I'll probably change my mind when I'm off the podcast. Never mind tomorrow. <laughs> are we sticking with 2-0 then? I'm going 2-0, yeah. yeah. All right. David, this tees you up lovely. There's optimism, optimism. Bring me back to reality, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, Jesus, lads. Um, look, you know what? I this might sound really stupid, but I do try to be optimistic. Uh, on the basis of the last forty-three minutes that we've just had, um, I will say that I do think Dundalk can play an awful lot better, yeah. which we can see from Thursday night, um, than what they showed in the Brandy well today. However, um, Drogheda will really put it up to us, uh. The 500 fans might spur the players on. That's the hope. Um, and I, 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 I will be inclined to agree with the boys. I, I think Dundalk will win. Uh, but I do think that it will be a bit tighter than 2-0. Um, it'll either be 1-0 or 2-1. Actually, I'd say for me, Gally, probably think it's going to be closer than 2-0. But it's just, yeah, we're going 2-0. <laughs> just trying to be cautious. I do. I, I, I can't I can't see us uh, not conceding and that's yeah. mm. you know yeah. it's so hard like we we spent the last decade pretty much being a rock at the back and, and not conceding stupid goals but it's just every game now you can pretty much probably say you're going to concede one um, and it's whether or not you're going to outscore them at the other end losing McMillan tonight I mean you look at it that looks nasty uh, I'd say we'd be lucky to see him. Well, I'd I'd say you'd be lucky to see him again in the Dundalk jersey. Um, unfortunately, um, in relation to McElhenney, I I think he'll be fine. He might come back for a month, maybe a month and a half towards the end. I say he's going to be out for a little while. That looked like a a nasty slice down the Achilles at the back, um, and. Hopefully, Daniel Kelly will be all right for the next game because we need that pace. Um, we also need someone to play on the right. Yeah, but that's <laughs> what I mean. I mean, look, you do have hand, but I mean, we we need somebody who can who can 
put in a, a shift and, and, you know, um, it's just hard to know whether or not some of the players uh, that were signed at the beginning of the season are ultimately, um, whether it be fit enough, strong enough or determined enough to to uh, see out a loud, a loud derby. But you know what? I do think we'll win it. I do. Uh, the fact that it's at home... Donald's food just arrived. If it was in Drogheda, it would be a different story, but I do think we're at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's it. I think um, uh, my my only fear is that Tim Clancy kind of revs up his players, and we get another physical match like tonight because it, it, they just don't suit this team. They're way too fragile. When you put it up to us, like you just said there, David, I think we just cough up a chance just due to we we, we can't keep up with teams who are, are physical and, and press us like that. And and Derry did a, did a job on us um, tonight on that. Um, just to, just to um, as a matter of um, looking after a house tonight. So here is the current team or the table as it stands. So yeah, Rovers win again. They're onto 50 points from 23 games. Pats second, three points behind on 47. Then a bit of a gap then to Sligo Rovers, like I said, who are on a bit of a free fall at the moment. They're on 38 points, four points. And you think a far back, like Bowes were behind us at one stage. Yeah. It's mad yeah. just to think. But then Bowes fourth currently on 34 points, equal with Derry, um, although Bowes do have two games in hand. They're, um, Drogheda is still over us by three points. It seems like that has never changed in forever, <laughs> uh, despite, despite the bad form of Drogheda of late. Um, then Dunlop's in seventh um, on 27 points. Also looks like that has never changed in forever. Since the start of this month, anyway, it must be still the 27 yeah. forever. Um, 22 games. So, we look, we have two games in hand over Derry and Drogheda, but we just, you know, don't seem to be closing that gap. Behind us then, uh, by a point, is Finn Harps. Obviously, they picked up uh, a win last night. And then Waterford behind that, who are on a very good run of form of late. Um, on 25 points. So there's only, you know, like you just said there, Gally, it's a, it's a two-point gap behind us into that yeah. uh, relegation. And, ju and just when you look at the fixtures, we've we've got draw on a Friday night. Uh, Bows have, have Shamrock Rovers and then they've got Derry. So, like, yeah. if everything goes, if the dog do what they have to do, it, it, there could be a massive change in the next... Now, I know we've got games in hand, but you've got to win the game. There's no point having games yeah. in hand. They're not points. No, um, no, no points on the board. So I prefer it, the games it could in go hand. Wide, it could go either way. And it could kickstart, hopefully it kickstarts on uh, on Friday night, but we'll yeah. wait to see. The fact that Bows are playing Rovers and Tala, and then they've got Derry next on the total of September. So look, it, it, we could be sitting yeah. here in two I, weeks. I think I think we're going to kind of start have to think about people taking points off yeah. the likes of Drogheda, probably Sligo, if they continue in free fall down, you would say probably Bows and Derry could have it shot for third, fourth place, and then you just want points taken off everyone else around us so we don't get don't get sucked in. But look, that's we, we've been here before. We 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 have dug out results when we needed to 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 get us out of that. And, and I hope it doesn't come down to anything like that. Gents, thank you so much. I say we we won't do a longer format tonight. We'll we'll wrap this up fairly quick. Um we've predictions in for Friday night. Loud Derby, it's gonna be a big one. Hopefully the injuries weren't too bad today and, and we'll take you know that they, they, they were back at home with extra fans behind us. Uh, gents, thanks so much, right, Dave? Thanks for joining in. Uh, Donald, Gally, uh, Gally, I'll let you in tonight because 
damned if I know what, unless it's if you're oh, available for it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe put a request out if anyone's got boots or something, we might need them. Yeah. John Flanagan definitely has boots. I have new boots that are very worn, not very worn, and I can definitely available. Yeah. Be, I think, yeah, I think your, your stupid is contagious could be. <laughs> yeah. Stu, stu, thickness and stupidness is contagious. That's what happens the way we are. Yeah. <laughs>